0: Pakistan's democratically elected Prime Minister Imran Khan was overthrown in a political coup in April 2022, and the United States supported that coup. It was a parliamentary coup, very similar to the congressional coup against Peru's President Pedro Castillo this December. And in that coup in April of 2022, Imran Khan publicly criticized the United States he said that the U.S. government had been supporting the coup against him, trying to get members of parliament to vote against him, allegedly bribing and threatening members to vote against him. There were photos of the U.S. ambassador and U.S. diplomats meeting with opposition lawmakers and in the lead up to the parliamentary uh, coup. And the US assistant, secretary, U.S. assistant Secretary of State for South Asian and Central Asian Affairs, Donald Liu, he admitted that the United States had been pressuring Imran Khan because Imran Khan had been neutral over the proxy war in Ukraine and refused to condemn Russia. Now, Imran Khan had said that the coup against him was because of his independent foreign policy, specifically his close alliance with China, his growing alliance with Russia, his refusal to recognize apartheid Israel and his support for the Palestinian people, and he also increasingly had been trying to grow closer to Iran. And today I want to talk about comments that Imran Khan made this December about Iran, praising Iran for its independent foreign policy and its defense
1: of its people's sovereignty. The people of Iran might have suffered, but you know, they haven't lost their dignity. We might disagree with their worldview of Islam. but. You know, you cannot disagree with them standing for their sovereignty. So, you know, I admire that about them.
0: And he compared the coup against him in April to 2022 to the infamous CIA coup against Iran's democratically elected prime minister, Mohammad Mossadegh in 1953. And Imran Khan pointed out that Mossadegh was overthrown because he had been independent like Imran Khan, and because he tried to take actions that went against the interests of Western governments and their corporations and acted on behalf of the Iranian people. He, Imran Khan, very clearly said that the same tactics used against Mossadegh in Iran were the tactics also used against Imran Khan in the coup in April.
1: In Iran during uh, Mohammad Mossadegh's uh, premiership and his government was removed, and this is now documented, was removed by the CIA. And it was uh, because uh, an independent minded prime minister came and took over in Iran and wanted uh, to to make policies for the interest of the people of Iran. So it was a very similar uh, pattern followed uh, in when my government was dismissed.
0: So where did Imran Khan make these comments? Well, I have an article that I published about this and I will link to it in the description below. As always, it has all of the sources and all the links, and it also has a transcript of the comments that Imran Khan made in this video and podcast today. I'll be including the clips from the interview, but these were comments that were made by Imran Khan, in an interview that he did on December 28th which with a think tank called the Center for Islam in Global Affairs, CIGA, Siga, And that is a think tank based in Istanbul, Turkey, formerly known as Turkey. And in this very fascinating interview, Imran Khan also reaffirmed his support for the Palestinian people. He stressed he will never recognize the Israeli apartheid regime.
1: Pakistan would not accept uh, or would not recognize Israel as long as the people of Palestine were not given justice. So United States being a superpower, every country wants to have a good relationship with them. So the temptation is that if you are friendly, if you recognize Israel, you will have good relationship with the US. But the problem in Pakistan is that it's a democratic country and anyone who wants to go to the people, he knows that the public will never accept any head of state who's recognized Israel.
0: He stressed the importance of sovereignty as the most important issue for a country. And he criticized the US-dominated International Monetary Fund, the IMF, for limiting the sovereignty of countries, developing countries like Pakistan, and making them dependent. He criticized the legacy of Western colonialism, which he has said that is one of the reasons that countries in the global south have have been stuck in poverty.
1: You see, the problem most of uh, the developing world or what what you call the ex-colonies, all of us, the problems we faced are the same. We have struggled to establish rule of law, justice. I mean, justice means rule of law. Rule of law means that everyone is equal before the law. And when you have colonialism, basically the colonials are above law. And in Pakistan, unfortunately, and like most of the developing of, like most of the ex colonial countries when they got their independence uh, the the rulers mostly took the role of the, the colonizers and they put themselves above law and so when you have when you do not have rule of law corruption becomes one of the biggest symptoms of lack of rule of law because the powerful elite comes goes above law and when, when they start making money the the state institutions cannot check the corruption. You know, the problem uh, about Muslim world is that, you know, we are still evolving. We are are coming out of uh, colonialism. We haven't found our feet. And if you depend on foreign loans and IMF, you would never really learn how to stand on your own feet. So a sovereign country is the key for me to for success.
0: So comments like these, of course, explain why the United States would back a coup against a very independent nationalist leader like Imran Khan. I should mention that since the coup against him, the Pakistani coup regime backed by the US, which is deeply corrupt and has not been elected, it has refused to hold elections. The coup regime, it first it banned the transmission of all public speeches by Imran Khan. And then it started violently, brutally repressing the massive protests. There have been enormous protests across Pakistan against the coup in support of Imran Khan, or at the very least against the coup regime. And the coup regime has violently repressed those, just like the coup regime backed by the U.S. in Peru has killed dozens of protesters. Furthermore, the Pakistani coup regime absurdly charged Imran Khan with terrorism on completely baseless charges. And in November, there was an assassination attempt against Imran Khan. He was shot in the leg by a gunman. So if people want to get more information about the coup and everything that has happened, in the description below, I will include a link to an interview that I did with the Pakistani uh, writer and academic who's a brilliant intellectual. Junaid Ahmad, and he explains more of the details about the coup. So without further ado, I now want to go to some of these clips of the former Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan, comparing the coup against him to the infamous CIA coup in Iran in 1953, and also praising Iran for its independence and sovereignty.
1: In Iran, during uh, Mohammad Mossadegh's uh, premiership, and his government was removed and this is now documented was removed by the cia and it was uh, because uh, an independent man- minded prime minister came and took over in iran and wanted uh, to to make policies for the interest of the people of iran and so we all you know the uh, we we all know what happened to him you know there was this first of all there was this um, uh, campaign, uh, propaganda campaign against him in the media. Then it was uh, the opposition parties were paid to do uh, demonstrations against the government of uh, Pre- uh, Prime Minister Mossadegh. and then and then the, uh, his own party members were given money to change party affiliation, and eventually it was the uh, the the final was uh, the was the army which removed him. So it was a very similar uh, pattern followed uh, in when my government was dismissed. But, you know, let me just talk about Iran. I find that it is most important for a country to live with dignity and self-respect. I mean, that for me is the most important thing. You know, we Muslims, uh, you know, our, our oath with the Almighty is La ilaha illallah. There is no God but Allah. It gives us dignity, self-respect. We, you know, we are not supposed to bow in front of anyone but the Almighty. And the Muslim countries, you know, when they become subservient or when they become client states, when they lose their dignity, you know, and unfortunately in Pakistan, we have suffered from this. I have found the Pakistan's foreign policy, vast majority of the people of Pakistan have found it uh, very undignified because we have relied on aid and we stretch our hands and we get money or we or we fight other people's war and then, you know, we participate. A lot of our own people die in this and, and, and we, we do it for foreign aid or US dollars. And I think, you know, it has consequences for a society. Number one, the con- society never learns to stand on its own feet because only when you stand on your own feet, do you realize your strength? But well, when you are always having crutches of foreign aid, just because you know you are trying to serve someone else's foreign policy objectives, you lose your dignity. And for me, uh, uh, the people of Iran might have suffered, but you know they haven't lost their dignity. They, they, you know, we, we will disagree with you know maybe what their worldview is. We might disagree with their worldview of Islam. But, you know, you cannot disagree with them standing for their sovereignty. So, you know, I admire that about them. I should
0: also point out that Imran Khan, when he was prime minister, he also angered the United States because in March 2020, he called for the U.S. to lift its illegal sanctions on Iran, which violate international law. And Imran Khan said, I would stress and insist to the international community to lift the sanctions on Iran. Of course, he's being very diplomatic here. But when he says international community, he actually just means the United States because it's the United States that has illegal unilateral sanctions on Iran. And Imran Khan said, quote, it is very unjust. They are dealing with such a large outbreak on one side and on the other, they are facing international sanctions. This was, of course, during the at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. So it shows him publicly willing to criticize the U.S. over its illegal sanctions on Iran. And you can bet that's another reason for the U.S.-backed coup. Now, later in the same discussion, Imran Khan made similar comments about how sovereignty is extremely important for a country. And here he criticized the U.S.-dominated international monetary fund, the IMF, for making countries dependent and preventing them from being sovereign,
1: but eventually a country has to be sovereign. My, I believe that a country must stand its own feet, have dignity and self-respect, and that's what gives it strength. Because you know you rely on your own resources. A human being that walks on crutches, his legs will waste away. If we, the bigger weight we put, our, uh, we, we we lift it strengthens us. Same with human societies. If you start depending on aid, which we have, and if you depend on foreign loans and IMF, you would never really learn how to stand on your own feet. So a sovereign country is the key for me to, for success.
0: The International Monetary Fund has a long history of trapping Pakistan in debt. It has had many crises bec- crises because of the IMF loans. So. You know, that's another, shows another reason why the United States was very unhappy with Imran Khan as prime minister. Now, he furthermore criticized the legacy of Western colonialism. And he said that the the structures of Western colonialism have left behind uh, a series of comprador elites who collaborated with imperialism and are corrupt. And they basically steal all the money from the country and they siphon it out of the country and they hide it in offshore bank accounts, largely in the West. And he said that this is one of the reasons that countries formally colonized countries and he refers to them as the ex-colonies. This is one of the reasons that they have been stuck in poverty for so long.
1: You see, the problem most of uh, the developing world or what, what you call the ex-colonies, all of us, the problems we faced are the same. We have struggled to establish rule of law, justice. I mean, justice means rule of law. Rule of law means that everyone is equal before the law. And when you have colonialism, basically the colonials are above law. And in Pakistan, unfortunately, and like most of the developing, like most of the ex-colonial countries, when they got their independence, uh, the the rulers mostly took the role of the, the colonizers and they put themselves above law. And so when you have... When you do not have rule of law, corruption becomes one of the biggest symptoms of lack of rule of law, because the powerful elite comes goes above law, and when they start making money, the, the, the state institutions cannot check their corruption, and that's how countries become poor, not because of lack of resources, but the corruption of the ruling elite, that bankrupts countries, and that's the case with almost like the entire developing world. It's certainly the case with Pakistan. We suffer because for, after colonialism, either we had military dictatorship, half the time we were ruled by military dictators, and military dictators, uh, clearly, when they, when they take over a country, when they decide to oppose martial law, they break the constitution. It's against the constitution and the rule of law. But unfortunately, when we've had civilian governments, so-called democratic governments they also have put themselves above law and which is why they have been able to make so much money through corruption and and take the money abroad and it's the same story in almost all the developing world what you have in the developing countries are the ruling elites siphoning off money and taking it abroad you know the problem uh, about muslim world is that you know we are still evolving we are we are coming out of uh, colonialism We haven't found our feet. Our education system lags behind. Uh, We don't have uh, a great many scholars who can uh, direct us. We have a a split. We have the westernized elites in the Muslim world who moved quite far away from the religion and don't understand much about it. And then we have a lot of conservatives who do not understand the Western thought. And
0: finally, another issue that was clearly a major point of conflict between the United States and Pakistan was that Imran Khan has always supported the Palestinian people against the colonial Israeli apartheid regime. And he reassured in this video, in this discussion, that he will always support the Palestinian people. And this is certainly a factor in in the political conflict.
1: You know, uh, the founder of Pakistan, who we call Kaidi azam the great leader, uh, you know, he in 1948 gave a statement on, on, on uh, Palestine and he spoke about the injustice which was being done to the people of Palestine. And he was very clear that Pakistan would not accept uh, or would not recognize Israel as long as the people of Palestine were not given justice. So that has been basically the line of uh, all Pakistani heads of state since then. Uh, and secondly we have the the issue of Palestine is almost exactly the same as the people of Kashmir so the moment we give up uh, you know our principal stand on 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 uh, the recognition of Israel means that we give up uh, on Kashmir too because uh, because the, the the issues are more or less the same so United States being a superpower every, you know, country wants to have a good relationship with them. So the temptation is that if you are friendly, if you recognize Israel, you will have good relationship with the U.S. But the problem in Pakistan is that it's a democratic country, and anyone who wants to go to the people, he knows that the public will never accept any head of state who's recognized Israel.
0: As always, I have an article with all the sources here and I will link to that in the description below. And this is going to be the first part in a two part episode. I'm going to be doing another video and podcast looking at comments that Imran Khan made in the same interview, in which he called for neutrality for the global south over the proxy war in Ukraine. He called for Pakistan to be neutral in the new Cold War between the US on one side and Russia and China on the other. And he praised the non-aligned movement and said that countries in the global South should be non-aligned. He also praised China for its poverty reduction program and lifting hundreds of millions of people out of poverty. So I'm trying to make these episodes a bit shorter. People have sometimes complained about the length. So what I decided to do is make this in two parts. So definitely check out the other part in which Imran Khan talks about his support for China, his his growing attempt to increase relations with Russia, his call for uh, independence and non-aligned policy. And of course, that is probably the most important reason for the US-backed coup against Imran Khan in April 2022. If you like this work that I do, please consider supporting me over at Patreon. And I will see you all next time. Thanks a lot.